thank you for listening to messages from Avondale Baptist Church and Pastor Jack Marslender. This message is from the series Jesus in the Gospel of Luke and was preached on October 30th, 2022. Hurting people. They're everywhere. And so men and women with the heart of Jesus are much needed. In our own neighborhood, Mary Kay mentioned one that she met this week in our own neighborhood just in the last week or so. Here are some of the many hurting people we've met. A couple met them and talked to them at barbecue mission when we were outside enjoying a meal. A couple who two years ago lived in a very nice middle-class home. Now they're living in their car. Talked to a hungry man who couldn't make it without our brown bag lunches and barbecue mission. We had in church last week a young homeless lady with serious addictive and depression issues. I talked to a 30-year-old veteran this week with PTSD who feels like the whole world is stacked up against him ever since he got out of the service. Talked to a grieving granddaughter and daughter who lost a mom. Talked to a 55-ish young woman with serious liver cancer who's been told she probably won't make it. Talked to a senior adult lady with multiple physical issues who just said, I'm ready to die. I don't want to live anymore, but I'm scared. Talked to a child in a foster home situation who was separated from his family and acting out his hurt on others. Talked to a young ex-con who believes that due to his record and his discouragement, he is unemployable. Talked to a young disabled man, graduate of our basketball league, had brain surgery for the 10th time this week to stop brain swelling and seizures. I could go on and give you all kinds of stories and you could give me all kinds of stories. The reality is hurting people are everywhere. It was that way in the time of Jesus It's always been that way. It's still that way. It will be that way right up to the end of time. Hurting people are everywhere. It's part of the human condition. We live in a broken world, and people are broken and hurting. And so men and women with the heart of Jesus to care for hurting people are deeply needed. And I want you to understand this, because this is what I believe, and this is how I look at it. Jesus has enlisted me to enlist you to make a difference in the lives of hurting people. I hope you'll see what I mean in today's passage. It shows the heart of Jesus and the actions of Jesus when it comes to hurting people. And it shows his frustration with those who find reasons not to help. In our passage, Jesus is teaching In a synagogue. It's the last time, by the way, in the Gospel of Luke that we will see Jesus teach 
in a synagogue. His willingness to help people and his strong words towards those who don't inflamed the synagogue rulers and he'll never again be invited to speak in a synagogue. And what he did was so simple. He healed a crippled woman and he refused to accept the excuses of those who didn't think it was appropriate to do so. If you and I are truly the disciples of Jesus, then we must adopt the same heart and actions and help people and be willing to accept any criticism that comes our way when we do so. Jesus' actions showed his heart, and I hope it's ours. So let's read Luke 13, 10 through 20, or 10 through 17, actually. We'd stand together and read with me. This is the story, the last story of Jesus teaching in a synagogue. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward, and he said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things that Jesus was doing. Now you think about that passage, and you may be seated, and I really want us to understand this because I want it to help bring us to that change of heart to where it's just natural and normal and everyday for us to help people. And I want us to be that kind of church where it's just natural and normal and everyday for us to have the heart and the actions of Jesus towards hurting people. So before I give you some of the teachings, let's make sure we understand the story as it happened. As Jesus taught in the synagogue, he noticed a crippled woman hunched over. Hadn't kept her from being faithful to worship. She was a God worshiper and a faithful woman, but she had been crippled for 18 years. Jesus noticed her, asked her to come forward, told her that she was healed, laid his hands on her, and she was healed. Great story if it ended there. But furious because it happened on the Sabbath day, the synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work. If you want to be healed, come on those days, not on the Sabbath day. And so Jesus answered to the crowd, you hypocrites, you care more for your animals you take care of them on the Sabbath. Do animals count more than people? And Jesus' opponents were humiliated. But unfortunately, their hearts weren't changed. And the rest of the people were delighted. So what does this teach us about the heart 
and the actions of Jesus. And the most obvious, number one, is this. Jesus elevated people over rules. To Jesus, people were more important than rules. Now, to understand that, you need to understand the reason why God gave us laws, rules. He gave them to us to help us, not to hurt us. The law the synagogue ruler was citing was not a bad law. It's the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It was given for our good to remind us that there is more to life than work and money and recreation. There's a day to rest from those pursuits and focus on God. And we're happier and healthier when we do so. The mistake of the Jewish leaders was that they took a good law designed to help people and they used it as an excuse not to help. They knew the law, but they totally misunderstood uh, misunderstood the heart of God. The heart of Jesus is to help people because people are more important than laws or rules. Helping people is the very reason behind laws and rules, if they're good ones. To Jesus, and I pray to us, it's people that matter. Laws and rules are tools to help people, not to hurt people, and not to be used as an excuse not to help people. So anytime we use a law or a rule as an excuse not to help people, we are acting more like the hypocritical synagogue ruler than we are to Jesus. Because to Jesus, nothing was more important than helping hurting people. To the synagogue ruler, nothing was more important than laws and rules. Which side of that divide are you on? Do you care more about people or more about laws and rules? When it comes to helping hurting people, there is no rule or law against it. Still, to be honest, I hear laws and rules used as a way to say no rather than to say yes all the time. It's the wrong day of the week. We can't help you, said a synagogue ruler. Others use the same idea today. You're not a United States citizen. We can't help you. You're not a church member. We can't help you. You're not of our faith or denomination. We can't help you. The office is closed. We can't help you. You don't have insurance or you don't have money. We can't help you. You're not the right age. You're not the right skin color. You're not the right gender. You're not the right political party. We can't help you. Now understand, Jesus was not teaching that laws and rules were bad. As God, he was the very one who gave, for example, the Ten Commandments. But he did teach that people are more important than rules. And so interpret them correctly. They're tools given to help people, not to be used to tell people no. Yes, I can help is ten times better than no, I can't. There's a rule against it. Which side of that aisle are you on? People or rules? Synagogue rules, there's a rule. It's Sunday. Get out of here. You can't do this. That's wrong. And Jesus said, it is the Sabbath. It's God's day. What better day to help people? 
Jesus elevated people over rules. Number two, Jesus noticed hurting people. Verse 32, when Jesus saw her, stop right there. When Jesus saw her, I wondered when I read this, did the synagogue ruler, the the equivalent of church staff in our day, did the synagogue ruler actually see her, know her, understand her? Did the first century equivalent of deacons see her? Did the worshipers in the other pews see her? Or like a lot of hurting people, was she just part of the background, part of the, 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 the yeah, we see her every week, we, we, we don't care, we're not interested, she's more or less invisible. Jesus noticed hurting people. Now, I've learned something from my wife at sporting events. For everyone celebrating and cheering and going crazy because we won, there are others who are hurt and upset. And Don always sees them and points them out to me. The guy at the end of the bench with his head in his hands. She notices them. The girl with tears in her eyes as she leaves the stands. Don notices her. The player congratulating the winners, but you can see all over his face that he wished it were the other way around. The fans in the wrong colored jerseys walking dejectedly towards their cars. Don always sees and notices these hurting people. By the way, do you know what those people are called? Raiders fans. But anyway, that's another issue. And I'm trivializing it a little bit because we make sports way more important than it is. But the question is, do you notice hurting people? How many hurting people did you see this week? How many hurting people did you notice this week? The first number is huge. The second number is whether or not you've trained yourself to notice hurting people. What about the obviously emotionally disturbed homeless lady in this service in church last week? Not many people noticed her. Not many people talked to her. Because often when we come to church, we see us and our friends and our family and the hurting people we walk right on by. Now, here's the good news. Some of our people did notice her. And I was very proud of the fact that they noticed her. And we prayed with her and helped her and got her a place in a program this week. And she's on the road to recovery. So that's great. But did you notice her? Did you see her right up front? right up front. She made a decision for Christ and she's on the way to help. And I'm so thankful that some of God's people noticed, cared, talked with her. I was proud of one of our ball players yesterday. It was the last day of our, our basketball season. We had our, our children's basketball season and we had some good games yesterday. And then at the end, we had kind of our uh, uh, hot dog barbecue and, and our awards assembly and I got to share the gospel. During the barbecue meal, one of our good-hearted basketball players came to me and said, Pastor, 
And he called him by name. He's sitting way at the end over there in the stands. Does he need help? Does someone need to talk to him? And I was so proud of this young ball player because he noticed. In the midst of hot dogs and friends and 42 cookies and everything else that we gave them, he noticed, what about him? Is he okay? And really, he wasn't. He was having a bad, bad, horrible day. Jesus noticed hurting people. Do you? That's something we need to learn if we're going to be like Jesus. He elevated people over rules, and he noticed hurting people. Number three, he treated people with love and respect and kindness. I don't have the gift of healing like Jesus. Most likely, neither do you. I've often wished I could go down to Phoenix Children's Hospital and just walk the halls and heal children with cancer and with major infections and with problems and issues. I don't have that gift. I often wish I could just stand out here on the street and help all the people who walk by who have serious mental health issues. I don't have the power to heal, but I can be like Jesus in that I offer all people love and respect and kindness. And that's how Jesus treated this lady. And that's something I can do. That's something you can do. That's something we can all do. And that is half the battle. Hurting people don't want to be looked down on. Hurting people don't want our pity. Hurting people don't want to be treated like children. Hurting people don't want to be lectured. Hurting people want to be treated like real people who deserve love and respect because they are made in the image of God. Now, do you believe that, that all people are made in the image of God? Sometimes the only place we use that argument is when we're talking about the, the, the unborn, the preborn, when we're arguing abortion. Listen, everybody who is alive, everybody who is alive, everybody who is alive was made in the image of God and therefore deserves the love and respect and kindness of the people of God. And that's how Jesus treated people with love and respect. A smile is free. It doesn't cost you anything. A handshake is free. If their hands are dirty, you can always go wash them. It's okay. A conversation about them and not about you. Try it out this afternoon. Don't just say, high and walk by people at the fall festival. We'll have multiple hundreds of people out there mingling with our members. Talk to people. Ask about their kids. Compliment them on their costumes, especially if they're wearing a Raiders jersey. Give them a hard time if they're wearing a Cowboys jersey and offer to get them some real clothes. I mean, have a conversation with people. Care about people, love people, treat them with love and respect and kindness, offer to take them over to the hot dog stand and buy them a hot dog. 
By the way, they're free. It won't cost you anything, but they will appreciate your love and respect and kindness. The people in our homeless program, they don't want to be singled out, put down. Half of what they want is for people to treat them with love and respect and kindness. That's what Jesus did. I can't heal like Jesus. Sometimes I've been asked when I was praying for someone, I've even asked for that gift. God has not given it to me. But I can treat everybody, and so can you, with love and respect and kindness. And number four, Jesus defended his actions when they told him he was wrong. Now that's significant because Jesus didn't always defend himself. Often when he was attacked, he just kept silent. But when he was criticized for helping others, as in this story, he defended his actions because he wanted us all to know that it is always right. It's always right to help people. His logic was simple. He told the people, you don't think it's right to help this, this, this woman on the Sabbath? Listen, don't all of you care for your animals on the Sabbath? Now, Honestly, that that statement could go right over your head because most of you today don't own an ox or a donkey. So my hunch is if Jesus were talking today, he would say, listen, don't you take care of your cats and dogs on the Sabbath? How much more important are hurting people? And I know dogs are lovable and cute and cats are... Cats, but people hurting people are at the very top of Jesus' list. And so he defended his actions because he wanted us to know there is nothing more important to the heart of Jesus than taking care of hurting people. And by the way, listen, if you're going to be criticized, and you are, every human being gets criticism. If you're going to be criticism, and you are, let it be because you helped hurting people. Every church is going to be criticized, and we've received our fair share. Let it be because we've helped hurting people. Here at ABC, we've been criticized over the years for helping people of the wrong citizenship, of the wrong faith, of the wrong morality, of the wrong political persuasion. We've been criticized for helping the unemployed, ex-cons, homeless and asylum seekers. We've been criticized for giving people second chances and third chances. And like today's passage, we've been criticized for doing community events to help people on Sunday or on Halloween. If we're going to have critics, and we will have them, then let us have critics because we are doing something to change the lives of hurting people. So he defended his actions. He didn't always do that because he wanted us to know there's a reason I'm doing this. I love people, hurting people, and I will stand up for that. And if we get criticized for helping anyone, our only defense is pretty simple. We are living and loving like Jesus. He's our example. He's our model. He's our hero. As followers of Jesus, we help people. That's what he did, even in the face of criticism. And notice the sad reality 
The criticism of Jesus, much like the criticism that comes our way today, came primarily from the religious people. The crowds were delighted, it said. The synagogue rulers were offended. How dare you help her on this day? You've got to understand this statement. Don't be religious. Be like Jesus, who loved people and cared for hurting people. Following Jesus, and that's who we are. We say it all the time at ABC. We love God. We love people. We follow Jesus. Following Jesus means adopting the heart of Jesus for hurting people and helping them. Helping people is more important than following rules. You can't help people if you don't notice people. All people can be treated with love and respect and kindness. And if we need to defend our actions, it's pretty clear and pretty simple and pretty direct. I'm just trying to be like Jesus who helped people. So how do we respond? Now remember what I told you at the beginning, because I really believe this is true today. I have been enlisted by Jesus to enlist you to help people with the heart and actions of Jesus. So what am I asking you to do? Two simple things. Number one, pay attention. Hurting people are everywhere. So take your eyes off of you and yours. And look around. I guarantee that unless you are blind, deaf, and don't go anywhere, you're going to come across hurting people today. Notice them. Pay attention to them. If your eyes are open, you're going to see hurting people today. And sometimes as Christians, we've kind of learned to keep our, our blinders on. Go to church, go home, go to work, and we're surrounded by hurting people. What Jesus did was he noticed. So pay attention. They're all around us. And then number two, do something. You can't do everything, and you can't help everyone, and you need to be wise in the way you're helping people so that you're really doing what's best for them. But do something to help someone every day. Smile, talk, get involved in one of our many ministries that helps people, help people directly yourself. We have been called to live with the heart and the actions of Jesus. Let's not turn this Jesus thing into just a big religion and say it's all about church. It's about people. It's about people. It's about people who are hurting and who need Jesus. And that's our call, to help them. Thank you for listening to messages from Avondale Baptist Church and Pastor Jack Marslinder. You can find out more about our church at abcaz.com. And you can find Pastor Jack's sermons on most podcast apps. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.